You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found with at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar of YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We are still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash from the shadows. You can receive books, stickers, coffee mugs, and special content just for our Patreon subscribers. Check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said... Let's get this episode started. Welcome, everyone, to the From the Shadows podcast. I'm your host, Shane Grove, and with me, as always, the sometimes but usually super producer, Jason. What's up? 
How you doing there, Shane? And greetings, everyone. I was going to say, dude, you can't switch up the, you know, your, your introduction there. I mean, <laughs> how, are we supposed to, how are we supposed to sell those ringtones of greetings, everyone, if you're, like, switching it up on us? All right. I'll keep it in the right order next time. All right, all right. Crying out loud. Crying out loud. Well, we have a uh, we have a super exciting guest with us uh, tonight for the for the program. Um, I've, I've I've got some notes here on how to introduce introduce this gentleman. Um, he's a best selling Amazon author. He is a uh, crypto. Punkologist? Is that how did I pronounce that right? I pronounced correctly. Okay. I, I love the combination already. <laughs> the crypto. <laughs> we'll get into uh, that. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, I love it. And and maybe the only uh hardcore Bigfooter out there with a mohawk, the crypto punk himself, Kenny Irish. How you doing? I am fantastic. Happy Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> and and I hey listen, if I had enough hair I'd rock a mohawk too, but I, I don't. So, you know. <laughs> <I'm> still... <laughs> so Kenny, introduce yourself to our audience because I think if you um I mean and I mean this in a good way, is you are you're out front and center on social media. You do a great job of promoting your books, your appearances, everything. So I think everybody has probably seen you come across one of their pages before. And, you know, whether or not they, they went down the rabbit hole to check out, check you out, you know, let, let them know what they're missing if they have. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, something that, that I mentioned as well, you know, seeing, seeing uh, you, you brought that up, like, you know, social media. Oh, yeah. You know, did I mention that I also work in marketing, my full-time job? <laughs> so, <laughs> I would so, that have been, you know, been guesses guess one and two on, for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, it, it, you know I've, I've had some people, you know, actually, you know, get upset. Oh, you know, you post too much. I'm like, well, you know what? It's... It, it, you know, not everybody sees the post that I originally posted. So, you know, and, and, and I, you know, I do have books, you know, that I'm selling it, you know, I want to get to know people, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you just want people to know you. It's like, well, yeah, so they can get to know me so I can get to know them. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm an, I'm an author. Um, I've been, um, studying, and, uh, researching, um, you know, Native American, uh, um, folklore and, and legends in regard to Sasquatch and cryptids for about 20 some odd years. Um, I, um, I'm a musician. Uh, let's see. I, I played in a bunch of uh, punk and hardcore bands for years. Um, and, uh, just, just had a lot of fun with it and, uh, ended up um, taking a passion for the uh, world and subject of the strange and uh, crazy and uh, um, mixing together with uh, my passion for music. And uh, here I am, Kenny, the cryptopongologist. That's how it kind of all came together. You know, because, you know, we have these passions in our lives and, you know, to kind of combine them, sometimes it's hard. And uh, I just, um, I'm kind of an oddball when it comes to anything. So I, I just combine everything together and run with it. But that's, that's me in a nutshell. 
<laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know, you're not the only um, uh, cryptozoologist who who is in a band or has a music who has music musical aspirations. Right. You know, like um, agreed. Um, Ken Gerhardt was in a band. Yeah. Uh, Law Blackburn, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know Brent. Yeah. Brent Thomas from the Paranormal Portal that we've had on. He's he's he writes he writes music and stuff. So there's a lot of. And then, and we can't forget the uh, infamous Sasquatch, or is it what, yeah. what, the Sasquatch, right? Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah. There you <laughs> go. Who, who, by the way, I heard, I listened because I'm a songwriter myself, and I listened to songwriting podcast. J- um, John Oates and Sasquatch are premiering a like a kind of a dance version. Of uh, one of the Hall of Notes songs, I can't even remember what song it is at this uh, songwriting festival like this weekend. So I, I thought it was a joke at first when John Oates started talking about it, and he's like, "No, nah, it's this guy who is like six nine and plays the saxophone and dresses up like Sasquatch." I'm like, "Okay, I guess, I guess, I guess." And now he has now he's going to technically have a cut with John Oates. So I think that's pretty good. That's, that is pretty cool. <laughs> <That's phenomenal. laughs> correct. I think you're correct. I think you, I did see that, that he was going to be at one that you had put up. I do believe. Awesome. awesome. I do yeah, believe. I'm, I'm going to hang out with that guy. I'm going to follow him <laughs> around with a guitar. I'm like, come on, we got to do this. <laughs> and I, I can't remember what the song is. I think it might be Maneater, too. Like, I think. I have to go back and check. But, uh, you maybe you'll blow his mind with that little piece of knowledge. Say, hey, I, I really dig what you did with John Oates. And you're like, whoa, hey. All right, you really do know <laughs> your like, stuff. <laughs> like, Let's hit the road now. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, because as crazy as like hearing about like Dogman and Mothman and Bigfoot, it's even crazier to me that a guy dressed up as Sasquatch with the saxophone is is remixing a song of Hall and Oates. That to me is crazier than all the rest of the stuff. So, but that, nah. that, that just that just makes me love my life. <laughs> so, so tell everybody then how, um, like, what really got you into doing becoming a researcher? Was there an event or something? Did you have an experience, or or did you just it just sounded interesting and you're a crazy guy and wanted to, wanted to do something? My answer is yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all of your above. Um, it's, you know, just like, you know, most, you know, most young boys, you know, I, you know, I had an imagination when I was younger and I uh, lived in uh, northern Vermont growing up and uh, I'd always heard about Champ. Um, a lot of people see me as a, a Bigfoot guy, but my, my favorite Chris, without a doubt, is the uh, uh, Mr. Serpentine Champ himself, Lake Champlain. And, uh, so, you know, I grew up with, you know, living near the lake and just being like, oh, my God, I live near a real monster, which was awesome to me because being a huge Godzilla fan and a huge King Kong fan, that was just awesome to me. And um, that just, I don't know, I was, you know, I was, I wasn't necessarily, I was like this, I wasn't necessarily the weird kid in class, but I hung out with the weird kid in class. So, um, so, so that just kind of defined, uh, defined my future and, uh, you know, growing up, um, being a huge fan of the Incredible Hulk and any anything monster and anything beastly, um, was just I don't know to me was 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 awesome and uh, it just uh, I don't know it kind of set me set me on a track to 
just want to, you know, when I couldn't see them, I couldn't watch them on TV. I'd start drawing them and, and write stories about them just so I could kind of keep my, my mind going in, in the direction that it, it, it wasn't supposed to be at the time. Cause a lot of the time I was in school, um, but it just, uh, <laughs> I could totally yeah, relate. Just, I could totally relate. So I could totally yeah, so relate. It, so, and it just, it just kind of, you know, just kind of blew up from there. Then I remember I got into high school and, uh, um, like, I, you know, I still kind of, you know, I still love monsters. I still love legend and, and, and everything that, that went with it. Um, but I really didn't do as much with it because I'm like, okay, I got to grow up here now. I've got to be, you know, I'm, in, I'm a big ninth grader now. So I got to, you know, kind of change my ways a little bit. So for most of the years in high school, um, you know, I just played like music, different things like that. You know, I'd watch, you know, you know, like some horror movies or some like a Frankenstein movie or something, but, you know, didn't really do a whole lot with it. And then my senior year, I ended up taking a class called Gothic Tales. And, uh, it was one of those ones where um, it was like a couple credits. Um, and I was just like, all right, well, whatever. I, I don't know what it, what it is. You know, I hadn't even looked into it, but I took it. And then when I walked into the class, um, it turned out, you know, it was, it was a class where, you know, again, exactly what it turned out to be Gothic Tales. But what we did the whole time was we watched like Stephen King movies and then we would talk about them after. And that was my whole semester. Um, and it, it was just, it was, it was just awesome. And that kind of just brought me back. And like, there was, there was a, um, there was one talk that we had where, you know, like Bigfoot was brought up and all these other cryptids. And I don't know, I just kind of, I kind of, it kind of pulled me back in. And uh, then I just kind of, you know, I don't know, just started, um, you know, going back at it at that point in time, you know, you know, researching, doing different things. And then, um, uh, and then you know, kind of had to put it down a little bit because real life kicked in. I graduated and, uh, you know, I gave college the old college try and uh, didn't really, didn't really work, work out for me. This, let me say it like this. The degree program didn't work out for me. Because I didn't like having to take classes and pay for them just because uh, they, they said I needed to be well-rounded. So I've taken enough classes to actually have a degree. I just don't have the degree because I didn't want to conform and just take classes that had nothing to do with, you know, running a business or, or, or marketing or anything like that. So uh, so I did that for a while. And then from there, um, I just, you know, I was like, all right, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find myself a a lady I'm going to marry and uh, I started playing in bands and I uh, came across that lady and um, you you know we ended up getting married we got a child and uh, I got back into I'd say maybe in 2013 back into writing because um, I kind of for a while like the only writing I was doing was music but it was just like guitar parts I wasn't doing any type of um, you know publication literature and uh, so 2013 back into it um, just then you know running wild since then i and i and i see you've got a it's like a children's book published about bigfoot yeah yeah i've, I've actually i've got yeah i've got two um uh, young readers uh children books children's books so um they're for ages i'd say from like i don't know five to nine uh i love i love that age range um, because I, I, some of my best years is when I was in third grade. Um, and I was actually in third grade twice, so I got to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> twice, so, um, but, 
So when I write those uh, um, young readers chapter books, the the characters in the book are in third grade, and uh, um, and it, yeah, it's just it was just a lot of fun. Um, the book that released in 2020 about uh, the Bigfoot is called Stanley Riker and the Bigfoot Runaround. It's about three friends that go to a uh, summer, uh, not a summer camp, it's like a weekend camp. And when they get there, they find out that um, there's been all kinds of different uh, Bigfoot sightings in the area. And the concern is that the camp is going to have to um, close down because of it. So they go on a uh, little mission to try to uh, come up with a way to uh, catch the uh, catch the Bigfoot and uh, save their camp. So, um, so they just got a bunch of uh, knucklehead ideas and... Uh, so they just go at it. So, so that's the, uh, that, that sounds the great. Situation. That sounds great for the kid who might have to repeat third grade twice and need oh, something. Oh yeah. and need something good to read at the life, <laughs> the school library. I mean, that's if I had, if I had that book when I was in third grade, it would have taken me two years to read it where I was at. But ah. you know, it's uh, <laughs> but yeah, it it and then um, I, I I released another uh, publication back in uh, 2014. Um, with similar uh, characters with a different uh, publisher. And um, it did very, very well, uh, but I kind of had a fallout, you know, with the uh, the publisher. And uh, so we're looking at uh, in 2020, 2022, probably um, rebranding it and uh, releasing it. So I'm pretty excited about that because, again, it did really well. And I think having something that you put a lot of time into and energy, you know, kind of sitting in a box. Yes, I listen. So far, it's like I can relate to almost everything that you are saying, <laughs> saying, yeah. including including having a falling out with the publisher. But we won't talk about that yeah. on this. But uh, <laughs> well, we can, we can, <laughs> we can if you want. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not gonna, we're not gonna dredge up bad memories. But uh, all right. So, so back to you growing up in Vermont and being so close to Champ. Did you? Like, did you go on submissions to try to try to find Champ? Did you know anybody that had had a sighting? Um, I I did. I talked to a few different people that had had some sightings, and uh, I ended. I was dating a girl for a while, and um, her her mom um, ended up having a I guess a sighting, um, and so that was just, you know really intriguing to me to like be able to like be talking to somebody whose eyes actually you know had been set on on you know the creature. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, a couple of different people had said, you know, they saw something, you know, come up out of the water and go down. And, uh, and, you know, I, I, I've never, I haven't been that lucky, you know, to this day to be able to see anything like that. But I have, you know, again, you know, there's, there's certain people that say, oh yeah, I saw this. And, um, you know, every time you turn around, you know, they're saying they saw something. So you just kind of don't believe them after a while, but then there's some people that are just really credible and they're just like, you know what? You know what I saw, and and you just know when they're telling you that they're they're telling you the truth, and uh, um, you know, there's a, a, again, there's just that you know, there's a lot of passion behind, you know, what they're saying and what they saw. Um, you know, not a lot of detail because it was so quick, but again, a lot of a lot of passion, a lot of emotion. Um, and I just remember, you know, as 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 a young kid or teenager or young man, you know, just hearing those stories. It would just really get me pumped up to get out on the water. And then uh, as long as I was in the boat, I was fine. But um, there's no way I was going to get out of that boat and go out of that water looking out in the middle of, uh, <laughs> in the, middle of the lake. There's just no way. Now, what um, what is the best 
what's the, what's the best evidence of chant to date? Like, is there is there any uh, you know supposed pictures or video or anything of that of that creature? Well, yeah, there's the, there's the one picture um, that you know is kind of like the you know uh, Gimlin Patterson footage. You know, hasn't been able to uh, you know be debunked yet. Um, the um, oh, what is her name? Getting old, I'm forgetting names. Um, Aunt Nancy, the full uh, photo that was taken of Lake Champlain um, with the uh, showing the creature. Um, I think that was back in the late seventies, I believe. Um, that she took that picture, and uh, so that's that's one piece of evidence. Um, there's another um, a sonar image, um, which is really really good. That um, uh, anybody who's in the champ is, is heard of Katie Elizabeth, and uh, she has a sonar image, which is which is phenomenal. Um, I mean, you, you gotta it, it, it's either champ or it's it, I, I don't know what else it could be. Um, so I, I've definitely seen some, uh, you know. You know, good evidence, and uh, um, I, I would definitely say that, that sonar image is 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 definitely um, it's it's I, I don't know it's one of those things where you see it you see it and you're just like I can't explain this, and then you're thinking like the only thing this could actually be what we think it is. So I'd say that's probably the best evidence that I've seen, other than again, you know, very credible people uh, giving their account. Yeah, I'm 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 right there with you. The whole uh, number one, I'm not jumping in the water after anything. Okay, especially uh, especially yeah, I just don't like lakes anyway. <laughs> anyway, I bet you. but but there's I, there's just something about a sea uh, like a lake monster or a sea creature that is to, in my book a lot scarier than something running around on two legs in the woods. Because, you know, you're kind of on equal footing, so to speak, in the woods. Even if the creature's yeah. maybe a little bit bigger, stronger, you're still still kind of even. But, man, when you're in the water, you're totally in something else's uh, habitat and at their mercy. I mean, I would be at the mercy of a, goal, of a, in a bowl of goldfish. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I'm, I'm exactly that same way. I mean, I'm that same, same way. I mean, I, I'll be in water waist deep. Something will touch my leg, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm running. I'm, I'm getting out of the water. So uh, it, it just, uh, you know, it, 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 it is what it is. So I, I definitely hear you on that. You know, something on the ground, you know, I feel like I can turn and run. And, you know, a lot of the people that I go out in the um, woods with are larger than me, so I know I can outrun them. So it's just like I'm, I'm good, you know. But you know, know, okay, you in know. the water, in, in the water, you don't see anything coming until until it's too late. I've seen the Jaws movies. I know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. So, so then what? Um, what then got you going out to to start doing some research? Like, uh, like um, I see that you're a member of the what the is it the New York Bigfoot Society? Is that yeah. what it is? Okay. So, yeah. so tell us a little bit about that and what you guys go out and do and where your guys are exploring. And because uh, a lot of people, I think, listen and hear New York and think New York City, and they don't understand that right. northern part of New York is is crazy wooded and, and dense. And um, yeah, New York State is really nice. Yeah, 
it, it, it definitely is. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we live in um, upstate New York. Like, I live just outside of, um, I'd say probably like 20 minutes south of Saratoga Springs. So I live right near the Adirondacks. And, you know, once you, you get out of, like, New York City area and, and you start coming up north, I mean, it just turns into country woodland. And, and like, the Adirondacks, I mean, it's a million some odd acres worth of uh, forest. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. And there's, uh, I mean, I could... I could disappear. Nobody would ever see me again in the Adirondacks if I wanted. So much forest land. Um, but I um, joined the New York Bigfoot Society um, based, you know, solely off of who the leader and founder of the group was. A uh, gentleman uh, by the name of uh, Gary Robusto. Um, a lot of people know him as Gary Hootenhalla. And um, he's <laughs> been, uh, he, he's a survivalist. You know, he's a bushwhacker. And you know, for me, it's just like, you know, where I knew I was very weak would be survival skills in the woods. And so one of the reasons, um, one of the main reasons I was really kind of drawn to this group um, was the experience that Gary had. Um, he's one of those guys, and I was like this, you're lucky if you're on a trail for five feet, you know, and, and then he's already off. He's, he, he gets right off the trail and just goes right in the woods. You know, he's, he's a guy who, you know, goes out and he'll hike, you know, on his day off just for the heck of it, you know, through like deep, deep woods, you know, five, ten miles into the middle of it just to turn around and walk back. Um, so he's one of those guys that knows what you need to, for how you need to survive, um, what you should look for, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And that, again, that was an area that I knew I was completely worthless in. And, um, and I was just like, you know, going out into the woods, you know, all the times that I did go out, um, I'm lucky I even came out alive at all. I mean, uh, I mean, my sense of direction when I get in the woods is horrible. Um, Gary, he can just, I mean, he's, he's like the, I, I've never seen him do this, but I, I know he's done it. You know, I'm sure he's licked his finger and put it up in the air to feel the wind and know where to go. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> it, 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 um, but he's got, he's got, he's got so many, so many skills and, he was a, um, a paranormal investigator for like 25 years. You know, he was doing it way before, like, it was cool, you know, way before it was like mainstream. Um, so he just has a lot of experience. And uh, he ended up, um, he was doing a lecture at a library um, in this, this little town in New York. I don't even remember the name of the town. And uh, um, I'd been talking to him, um, you know, online and, so I heard he was, he told me he was going to be there. So I said, all right, you know, I'll come on out. And, uh, you know, I watched his presentation. I listened to him. And, uh, you know, I, I really liked, you know, how he approached things. And uh, his education is in uh, animal animal behavior. Um, and uh, so it's like, you know, that's a good thing to know when you're out in the woods. And, I mean, it, it just, he just, he had all the qualities that I lacked in and I needed to learn. And then we ended up talking more and more, and uh, we just kind of hit it off. And that's when he, you know, said, hey, you know, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, coming on with us? And uh, so I, I came on about three years ago, I think it was. And uh, it's been fantastic. I mean, it's been really good. And, uh, um, you know, I don't have that. I mean, I've learned so much just going out, just going out with him, just, you know, on survival, and uh, which, is, which has been great. And, um, you know, he's definitely, you know, a very, very well-rounded, educated guy, which um, I was really, you know, again, I, I didn't want to join a group where a bunch of people were just like, oh, wow, this would be cool. 
you know, so make you know, come up with a name for the group, you know, make matching T-shirts and go out in the woods. You yeah, know, I think you I just something. I, you just described it from the shadows podcast. Oh. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> just some guys that came up with a name and some cool T-shirts. Okay, go ahead. Do you have any extra T-shirts? Because I like. Oh, the oh yeah, we got we got extra T-shirts. Don't worry, we'll hook you up. I don't Awesome. Well, now you said now, now you said he had an he had an experience. What was his experience? Oh, he's um he he had seen the first Sasquatch that he had seen. He would say I fit, I saw it like fifty percent, meaning he didn't see it one hundred percent, but he knows what he saw type of situation. So he never said no. I one hundred percent saw one. But just this January, um, I mean, you, you guys got, you guys got to have Gary on your show just to, I mean, he, I, I, I can't even do this, this justice, but just this January, I'm at work and I get this message from him. And, uh, and if you know Gary, you'll know that this is not common of him, um, because he, he walks on a side of logic and nine times out of 10 can come up with an explanation. Um, especially you know, studying animal behavior, you know, at, at a college and, and different things. He knows what's what, what isn't, what can be, what cannot be. Um, and he just sent me a message. He goes, I just saw Bigfoot, you know. And so when I got it, I wasn't like, are you kidding? You know, I was like, oh, my God, Gary's not going to say something like that. And, um, and he did he did the right things. You know, he, he took out his phone. He got, he got a picture. Of course, it's far up. It's on like a cliff. And then he took a picture immediately after. Um, to, you know, to show that there's nothing there anymore. Um, but uh, it, it, and that, again, it was just this January, and uh, that pretty much just kind of, kind of rocked his world right there because the first one, again, he couldn't 100% say that it was, but he's like, I, 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 there's no other thing. There's nothing else that that could have been. Um, and so, I mean, if, if Gary's saying that, then you know he saw what he saw. You know, he's, again, he's one of those guys. He won't exaggerate about anything. Um, he won't even hang out around somebody who exaggerates about what he saw. So um, if he feels he saw it, then I, I'll tell you that's like it's they they became that much more real to me after he witnessed that that day. Uh, and it was, and again, this was like a three three or four miles out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and then shortly after, this is the coolest thing though. This next thing that happened. Right after it went up over the cliff and he couldn't see it anymore, about 30 seconds later, two forest rangers showed up out of nowhere in the middle of nowhere and just, you know, started talking to him and were acting all weird. So that to me makes me think they knew about it and they were probably tracking it. <laughs> that, see, now that's just crazy to me is how, yeah. you know, unless – Unless it was something that they, you know, they, they got an implant in, in this creature and they know somebody's out there. I mean, how, how would they just show up happenstance, uh, you know, know, when when you see something that's not close to you, it's up in the up in the hills or whatever. That's just crazy. That's Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it, 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 exactly. Yeah, you're exactly. right, though. You're right, though. All it does is just make you... Uh, more suspicious of the authorities involved in this situ in this type of situations when they just happen to show up at just the right time. Yeah. 
and, you know, and not acting, not acting like normal, like, Hey, you know, what are you, you know, this and that, like seeming more like, not like you shouldn't be there, but like, they're trying to just kind of like get away from you type of thing, which isn't normal, you know, because normally they just want to, you know, question you from head to tail, you know, what, you know, what you're doing out there and didn't even happen this time around. So, um, yeah, like he was, he was interfering with something they were trying to do. Exactly. Exactly. So, and again, that was just this January, I think the first or second week of January that happened. And uh, so he's, he's, again, he's, his, his mind's been blown ever since then. And, uh, but like I said, you, you guys got to get him on your show. I mean, he's, he's done, he's so smart. He's done so much. And he's, you know, he's been on a lot of different, uh, um, you know, really cool team shows, um, like, um, Erica's Book of Secrets, the, um, Sasquatch Planet. Like he was on a, a bunch of those shows and, uh, um, you know, again, very, very interesting guy and, uh, you know, very, very smart and fun all at the same time, which is good. He obviously has a way better agent than me and Jason too. I mean, if he's getting on, all, getting on all this stuff, Jason, what's our agent doing? They're not, the problem not is, looking. is our agent is a ghost. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what, uh, so that so Kenny, then what experiences have you had going out, um, you know, with with this group then, if any? Yeah, I've had. Yeah, no, I've I've had experiences. No, no encounters. Um, definitely experiences. Um, uh, one of the things we do is you know, uh, we'll put you know digital recorders up throughout the woods, throughout the research area that we uh, um, uh, go into. And, you know, just to see, you know, if we pick something up, um, you know, there's times where, from what I understand, because Gary's the one that usually listens to the, the footage after, goes through all of it to see if there's anything there. You know, we've, we've heard, you know, on the recorders, you know, walking sounds bipedal, but of course that could be a hunter. It could just be somebody walking through the woods. But, um, one interesting piece of, um, uh, uh recording that, that we received, or excuse me, that we, uh, we picked up was, um, me and another researcher, we were out probably, I don't know, maybe two, three, four hundred yards away from, uh, where Gary was. And Gary was down at like the base camp with our, our tech guy. And, uh, so he radioed us. He said, Hey guys, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw a rock at a tree because like we, we think like, you know, if they're, if, you know, Bigfoot does do tree knocks that they're not really using sticks, that they're using rocks because the stick, it always sounds different, but the rock, no matter what, it sounds, it has that same crack noise every single time, and it sounds the same every single time. Um, so we started doing that, and uh, so Gary took a rock, and he, he chucked it at a tree. We saw him do it. We could see it in the distance because he was standing near the fire. We heard, we heard the crack noise when it hit it, and so we were just quiet, just listened, and about 45 seconds later, um, we, we heard um, uh, the same exact sound come back. And again, I could see Gary down at camp. I could see um, our tech guy down there. So I saw that they hadn't moved. Um, and it was the exact sound that uh, Gary had made. And this was about 1, 2 o'clock in the morning in the middle of nowhere. Um, it was during, during the summertime. There was no wind. So it's not like, you know, the trees were swaying high up and, you know, maybe making a little crack noise here and there. It was just, it was just like a one distinct crack noise. And by chance, we were actually able to get 
Gary's on recording and that the uh, follow-up 45 seconds later on the recording. So that was one real cool experience. Now, we're not saying that that was a, a Bigfoot. We're just saying it was an experience we can't necessarily you know, explain of, of why it happened. Um, and, you know, you know, I've had, um, you know, experiences where, you know, it's, it's just something was, you know, I don't know, maybe 50 yards from me walking through the woods, kind of following me, trailing me. Um, again, not saying it, it's big related, but, um, we, one night we went out to investigate, um, and we, we brought a speaker out with us. And we played some um, Native American music, like chanting and drumming, because, you know, if you, you go back in history, you know, the, the Native Americans, you know, they talked about how they lived, you know, some of them lived in unity and lived together with some of the, uh, the Sasquatch. So we're thinking, well, you know, hey, you know, if that's a that's a, a language, you know, let's just play some. Let's see what happens. And uh, so we ended up playing it. And uh, first and foremost, if you're ever in the middle of the woods, night and it's all dark and then you're playing you know native american chanting music first and foremost everybody just needs to do it because it's the coolest thing in the world um it's just it was it's just awesome um and then so you know i i recommend anybody doing it but after we got done doing it um you know we shut it down and we just i just kind of sat there and listened in the distance you could hear you could definitely hear something walking around um we just kind of stayed where we were and just listened. You know, two of the researchers, um, Gary being one of them, had mentioned, you know, that it sounded like it was walking bipedal. I, I personally, I can't tell the difference, but there's, I guess there's some, some people that, that, that can. Um, but we could hear something walking around uh, out, out in the area. You know, we shined our lights out there. We couldn't see anything, but we could still hear it. Um, and eventually it stopped. And that same night, um, we were walking back to um, cars, and I looked over my shoulder, and I see this kind of light in the distance. And it was kind of right where we were originally uh, standing, and uh, it stood there. There was no reason for it. Um, There's, like, no swamp gases or anything like that. It was just a light in the middle of the woods that was just sitting there, and it just it wouldn't go away. Um, and no matter where you moved, you could still see it. Um, so I, you know, again, it's another experience, um, that, that, that I've had that I, again, I just can't explain. Um, but there's been numerous, numerous different, um, you know, happenings, experiences that, that, that I've, I've had when I've, uh, been out that it, I don't know, it's one of those things. What do you, what do you do after you see something like that? And you don't know what it is, you know, it's well, like, well, if you're out in the middle, if you're out in the middle of the woods and you just played music. Okay, and if somebody else was out there, okay, wouldn't you think they would actually come up to you guys and say, "Hey, what are you guys doing? Like, that's kind of weird. What are you doing playing music?" Because an animal would run mm-hmm. away. Okay, right. so that's if, so, the exact same thing. if the animal didn't, if the animal's not running away, <clears throat> and the person's not coming up and saying, "Hey, what are you guys doing out here playing?" Because that's what I, I want to know what you guys were doing. It, but it's just something walking around out there in the dark. Yeah. You just got to check. Okay. That, that's, that's not right. Okay. That's, that's yeah, agreed. Yeah. I mean, that would be enough to, because if it was a person doing that, then that's kind of freaky. 
you know, that's just a whole yeah. other level of what kind of, you know, is this guy going to kill us all, you know, as we walk back to our cars or what? I mean, that just doesn't happen, you know, out in the middle of the woods. You know, of course, of course, guys playing music out in the middle of the woods doesn't normally happen either. And that's what I'm saying is if you were another person, exactly. you, you'd want to go check it out and say, hey, what are you guys doing? I was just, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. I mean, to me, yeah, no, that that's the stuff that's crazier because you don't have it. You don't know. You have no idea. Right. It's not like you saw something or or can say, okay, well, I think I saw a Bigfoot. You're just like, I don't know. This is weird. Something was walking around. Shouldn't have been out there. Yeah, agreed. And that's and that's again, that's that's kind of what keeps me going. You know, too, it's just that you know the weirdness of not knowing and not being able to, you know, because the thing is, is you try to put everything together, you know, and look at it from a logical form, uh, you know, logical set of eyes. And, you know, when it, it just, when you put everything all together, where we were, what was happening, what was going on, there's, there's no way to really explain it. Um, and again, you know, then the, the, the light after it just was there, you know, that just didn't, you know, you know, I I don't I have no clue what that is, and you know, so we kind of started calling it the Adirondack Lakes because it's, it's again our research areas. You know, they're up in the Adirondacks, um, just uh, I'd say a little south of uh, Whitehall, New York. So, um, you know, which is considered the epicenter on the East Coast for uh, Bigfoot sightings, and um, so that's where our, our research area takes place. Well. So let me ask you then, is that, is that some of you guys school of thought that, um, that maybe the paranormal side of, of the whole Bigfoot, um, you know, the lights and the, um, you know, disappearing and appearing out of nowhere. Is that something that you guys have, have embraced or believe in or, or, or are you guys open to anything? Well, we're we're 95% flesh and blood um but we're open to the fact of also being wrong um because you you have to be i mean it it's you really can't draw a line in the sand on a subject you know that really you know has no accountability um so i mean we Gary started up um, a segment called um, Project X, which one of the things that he's been doing, he's kind of been doing doing this, you know, with a couple other researchers. I hadn't really taken part in this because me personally, I love the cryptid side, I love the legend side, but I don't feel like I don't I'll mess with the paranormal. I, I don't get into any of that. Um, so, um, so he kind of started this. It's it's still the New York Bigfoot Society, but I've just kind of <laughs> stayed away from it to a degree. Um, where they're actually going out and they're actually testing a lot of these theories in regard to, you know, um, being interdimensional, paranormal, um, and so just to say that you know we don't believe, that, you know, they they couldn't be you know, extraterrestrial, paranormal, interdimensional, what what have you. Um, we're actually, we try to do things, you know, based off of data and evidence. 
So, um, so that's why Gary kind of started this up. Because there's, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, have, have claimed that they see one right in front of them, like just vanish, just disappear, not turn around and run away or anything, just like vanish in front of them. So, um, part of, um, you know, the, if you went to the website and you, you pulled up the New York Bigfoot Society, the about is, uh, again, um, you know, data, you know, um, evidence and stretching yourself and looking at different options, not necessarily embracing and believing everything, but going out, asking questions and, and looking into, um, looking into why something, what it is. And trying to, you know, come up with some answers all the way around. Again, not drawing a line in the sand saying it is 100% flesh and blood or it is 100% paranormal or it is 100% extraterrestrial. I'm just going out, collecting the data and seeing what you come up with. Yeah, I mean, uh, what else can you do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, yeah. you, you got to be open to just about everything. And, and I do, I do think there's a lot of things that we, in our minds, experience in an only a way that we can wrap our head around as flesh and blood, whether yeah. they actually are flesh and blood. That's how we are experiencing them, seeing them, um, you know, and because for a lot of people, even as crazy as it is to think about seeing Bigfoot, it'd be even crazier to think that it, it floated through the woods in a ball of light. And then, like, right. jumped out of that ball of light, and you know, you just got to say, "Oh, no, no, no! It's just a big, it's just a big monster." We can't, we can't, you know. That's that would be very hard because if you open, if you're open to that, holy smokes, what else is, you know, what else is out there, you know? But you have to be, you have to be open minded and, and consider, you know, especially it, it, a lot of people, and I think Jason will concur. Uh, a lot of times when we're talking to guests and we start talking from the native American aspect of it. And when it, that's when it really starts to get spiritual and, and you can mm -hmm. totally buy into the whole, okay. The dimensional yes. aspect of it or the paranormal yes. aspect of it. Yeah. That, that's very yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it, the, I mean, I, the, the native Americans, I, you know, they know way more about what, what, goes on in the uh you know on this earth between the between the earth and whatever the creator is that i think any of us could ever hope to yeah. i mean they have I, a real yes they have like a real tie to nature and the spirituality of beings and stuff that we can't even understand and right. and when they say when they are relating that that is what they believe and that's how they experience stuff it's like, I can't, how do you just call them? How do you just say they're full of crap? Like you can't. Exactly. You can't, yeah, you exactly. can't discount any of that. Yeah. Well, and you know, it, it's, it's, you know, funny too, because well, I don't want to say funny, but, um, you know, research that I do, um, and you know, the history of research that I've done has been native American based because, um, you know, I, I look back, you know, to these these legends that have, you know, been year to year, you know, generation after generation, um, you know, kept and, and, and brought into the light, you know, for us to all know about. I mean, they what, what do they what would they have to gain by saying any of that? It's not like, you know, they're 
you know, they were making money off of it a hundred years ago. Um, so it's just like, for me, it's just like, it's, they're very credible in what they say. And the other thing too, if you look at the history and you look at the different tribes, and this is another reason why I don't draw any hard lines in the sand is, you know, they would talk, some talk about them being flesh and blood. Um, but some would also say that they were of spirit. So mm-hmm. whatever, whatever that means, I don't 100% know. I've never been able to get like a 100, you know, an answer to be able to say, yes, this is what it means. But, you know, the fact that they're, they're saying that to me opens up the conversation that it could be spiritual. And, uh, you know, yeah. a lot of the time when, when we think about, you know, we say paranormal, you know, we're thinking, you know, just ghosts. Um, but, you know, when you think, you know, spiritual, it's, it's, it's kind of different. It's, at least to me, it's different. Um, again, you know, they would, they would say, you know, of flesh and blood and spirit of the soul. So what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it could be something that it, that this creature understands nature so well that nature became, becomes its extra line of defense if that's what you want to say is well why does it disappear because it no it understands camouflage and understands how to make itself blend into to nature and it seems like it disappears therefore it seems right. paranormal or supernatural when really it's just at one with its surroundings in a more spiritual type way and and uh you know i i don't know what hey either way i it's so interesting to even think that you guys have the guts to go out there in the middle of the night and, and go searching for these things. That's just, you know, that's just my hats off to anybody that, that really, really loves to do this because it's, it's just so, it's so to me, it's, it's kind of unnerving to be honest. (laughs) it, 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 It is. It, it it definitely is. You know, there, there's a couple things about it that, you know, the thought of running into something in the woods is scary. The thought of running into another human being in the woods is even scarier. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I mean, I just think about like when I was a young kid, you know, and wanting to like run around in the woods at night, you know. You weren't allowed to, you know, you, you, you couldn't. And it's just like, you know, I feel like I'm kind of like a, like a big kid now, you know, with this, this goof, goofy ass looking, you know, headlamp thing on and walking around, <laughs> you know, running, doing this and doing, you know, so it's just like, I don't know. It's kind of like, I'm, 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 again, I'm back in third grade. You're just bl- are you blaming the, are you, you now blaming this all on your yeah. parents for not letting you misbehave? Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, look, yeah. I, look, I, 100%. I totally respect that. I totally respect that. <laughs> respect that. Because <laughs> listen, my parents are to blame for a lot of things. Trust me. Um, they didn't so, let me. They didn't let me live. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> they didn't let me. Live. Oh man, I love it. So, so what else? Um, like, so you said you you don't like to go messing with ghosts. You don't. You don't. Correct. You don't. You don't go ghost hunting or anything like that. Right? No, That's, sir. No, sir. <laughs> it's probably nope. a wise. It's probably a wise choice. I don't know. I got to be honest. You know, these guys. You know, these guys are always trying to drag me everywhere. 
to ghosts to demon houses to grave you know yeah, no nope. I mean, come on come on you don't get to be the host of the show by being that yeah, yeah, you know, I'm I'm one of those people where like if somebody says, hey, you know, there's this cool old building, you want to go explore it at night? I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Somebody says to me, hey, you want to go ghost hunting here? I'm like, no, no, I'm not going in there. I'm not, not going to go in there and try to start talking to something. I will go in that building and I will explore that building because I just think that's cool as cool as hell going into a building. You know, when it's dark, you know, an abandoned building, you know, it, you know, there's a little bit of an adrenaline rush. It's creepy. It's mm-hmm. now, I love exploring like old buildings and, and stuff like that. But again, you know, if, if, you know, somebody's like, Hey, let's go in, you know, or, or, or ghost teams like, Hey, you want to come with us? I'm like, no, nah, just tell me about it in the morning. You know, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm not, I'm all set, man. Hey, Jason, mm-hmm. I really, I really like this Kenny guy. Because he's 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 pretty smart guy. He's spot on. <laughs> he's spot on. <laughs> he's spot. So so tell so let's talk about your your best selling book that's out right now. Why, why don't you tell everybody about that and, and kind of give them a little rundown of what they uh, can find in this book and where they can buy it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I'd say you know I do have some uh, um, uh, books coming uh, being sent to me. Because uh, I've got that event coming up in the next month and a half, um, so you, you can reach out to me directly. Um, but I say, you know, the easiest and quickest way to get one would obviously, be, you know, what the world does, jump on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com. But you know, if you go on Amazon, you're, you're going to get it quicker than than anybody. But you know, the book, um, it's a rebranded publication, and uh, um, pretty, you know. I started writing the book a, a couple of years back and uh, maybe, maybe even three years back. And I kept, every time I would write a chapter, I realized I was writing what has already been done over and over and over again, what all the greats have already done. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, chapter one, the Wendigo, you know, chapter two, Chupacabra, chapter three, the Ohio Grassman. It's like everybody's already done it. I was just doing what all the greats had already done. And I'm like, you know what? I, I, I don't want to do that. You know, I want to do something different. So I just brainstormed and brainstormed. And uh, I came up with the idea where, you know what? I want to kind of take people on a journey across the country and not just, you know, talk about, you know, uh, the cryptids on that location, that from that, that state. I want to actually take people on a journey and like, I'm actually like, I'm the guide. So I decided I'm going to do all 50 states. So I did it all in alphabetical order. So each chapter, it starts out with some historical data and information on the actual state, like when it achieved its statehood, um, if there was any type of, you know, like, popular manufacturing or like you know something that came out of it that, that kind of changed the country like aerospace or, or something um and i i put all that in it and then um so that's like the first section of, of uh, each chapter just the history on the state and then the next uh portion of the chapter is um it, i'm recognizing a, a native american tribe um from that state and it talks about you know the ways you know how they survived you know what they lived in what they wore, and then it follows up with 
you know, just a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of like lore and, and legend of you know what what they believed in in regard to whether it was um, you know some type of serpentine creature in the water near where they lived, some type of um, spirit animal, um, some type of lore. Um, it, it could Bigfoot, you know, whatever. So I kind of highlighted that and put that in there. And then the next section goes into sometimes two, sometimes one, but um, some information on the actual, like, popular cryptid from that state. So, for instance, um, like West Virginia, obviously the Mothman. So, um, you know, I talk about the Mothman, you know, have some recorded encounters in there. Um, and then the last portion of that actual chapter would be a um, – an actual uh, Bigfoot encounter that an individual had. And I did to, to achieve that for all 50 states to get an actual Bigfoot encounter. Um, Cause I didn't want to just go online and go like the BFRO thing and, you know, website and pull something off and you know, just, just take something and put it in my book because I'm like, that's not mine. I don't want to do that. So um, I, I use Google, Google maps I uh, went to every single state, found an area of the state that was really foresty, and, you know, zoomed in, found the closest town to it, looked up every mom and pop store, every diner, every barber shop, and called them up and just said, hey, I'm writing a book about Bigfoot. I heard there were some Bigfoot sightings out there. What can you tell me? And if the person who answered the phone hadn't had one, they knew somebody that had. And they oh, with them. That's good. Now, that, that's. That's amazing. It That's sure amazing. is. I, I love the way the this book is being laid out. This is this is yes. going to be a fascinating read. Well, here's here's the other thing with it too is like you know I do different you know um, lectures here and there, and you know they're in different states. So um, in in all honesty, the book is actually each chapter is laid out like a presentation. So like, let's say somebody says to me, um, like I just got booked uh, today for a um, uh, event in November in Lexington, uh, Kentucky. Well, I've got Kentucky. I've got it in there. I've got it all laid out. Well, guess that's what my presentation is going to look like. Nice. Wow. So, so did you then? Were you then able to to contact people and talk to them firsthand about their Bigfoot account? Yeah, I sure was. So okay. Every every single one of them, every single one of them, uh, I'd spoken directly to. Um, you know, it was either you know, uh, over, you know, like like Zoom, Skype, or over the phone. Um, and uh, I got a lot of reports from different states because I talked to you know multiple people in those states. But the ones that I chose and I went with were the people that number one didn't believe in Bigfoot. Number two weren't looking for Bigfoot. And number three, wasn't so forthcoming in wanting me to put their name in it. Because to me, um, those are the ones that they were very credible. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I had people, you know, that I talked to and, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've had big things. Like, really? You know, he's like, yeah, I've seen, I've seen many. I'm like, really? How many? He's like, oh, hundreds. I'm like, click. You know, so tell me <laughs> hundreds of big fucks, you know? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> So, you know, and, and again, the majority of the, the, the people that I that I talked to where I actually put their encounter in the book, like they didn't want their name attached to it. 
it, to me that you know it's like they, they weren't they weren't even looking for anything yeah you know? i mean why are you going to make up a story and then not take credit for it you know what i'm saying yeah, exactly exactly so exactly so i'm exactly. going to put, put you on the spot for all of our listeners do it do it man do it give me the two best stories that you heard to that give me the two best stories that you heard that i'm sure because i'm sure if there's 50 in there it, there's you know, 50 great ones. Give me the two that stand out that our listeners are going to say, Oh man, I, I need to go. Yeah. I need to go get this book to, to read this. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, uh, there was one encounter where, um, there was a, a gentleman who was a uh, fisher and, uh, it was earlier in the morning and you know, he was just sitting there fishing and he, you know, he, he kind of, you know, he kind of had like this, weird smell kind of around him. I mean, you don't think much of it. I think it was something, you know, dead, you know, along, along the river that he was fishing in. And, um, all of a sudden he hears this, like this crashing bang and he had all these pieces of wood kind of come flying down near him, like these, these splinters of wood. And he turns around and there's this like cliff up behind him. And, um, what he well he claimed that he saw I, be, I believe I remember right like all the heights were different um obviously um from from you know different encounters but he claimed that you know he saw something standing there that was dark and it was about seven and a half feet tall and it was actually it had it was picking up sticks actually hitting the tree and everything was flying at him um he got up got out of there um took off. Uh, came back later in the day with, um, you know, with some, some friends, you know, to, to, you know, try to prove to them, you know, tell them, you know, show them what he saw. And, uh, um, so that, that, that's one of them. And there's more, there's more detail in it when, when you read it. But, you know, um, again, you know, to be just sitting there by yourself, you know, all you can hear is like the, the, the sound of the, the water and then, just hearing this like ungodly smash and these splinters of wood coming down at you and, you know, just turning around and, and looking up and seeing, seeing what he saw. Um, he just said it's just, he, he, he questions everything now. Like what he saw. <laughs> yeah, that would be terrifying. <laughs> I mean, like, like what? I don't even know how you could wrap your head. At first you'd be like, what are you, like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why are you throwing, yeah. knocking stuff down here at me? Like, what am I? I'm just fishing, you know? Yeah. I mean, first you'd be annoyed probably to the point, and then be like, wait a second, what is doing that? You know? Oh, right. I mean, oh and, and, and that was, that was kind of, that was kind of, that was kind of his thing too, was like, um, like, why would, why would it, why would it even do that? You know, why would it even be making itself? You know, even known that it was there. And, you know, again, this guy had no explanation for anything. Um, like, cause, you know, there's times where, you know, people would be like, you know, yeah, I was doing this. Maybe, you know, maybe it was protecting its, its a young, this and that. Like, this guy just had no explanation. This was just like, like he's no researcher, nothing, just, just like had no understanding of what he saw, why it even happened. Um, so it, it just uh, again that I, I was you know to me 
you know, because a lot of the time, you know, people people say stuff, you know, uh, you know, Sasquatches want to stay away from you. You know, they, you know, they they won't hurt you. They won't do this. They won't do that. Well, explain this. You know, explain this situation. Yeah. So that was that that was that was one um, that that was pretty, you know, in my opinion, you know, very very intriguing. And then there was another one um, where it was a, a cattle rancher, and uh, you know, it, it was in the early early hours of the morning, and you know, he he just heard, you know, the the uh, cattle just making noises and just you know, so just kind of being kind of chaotic, so. You know, thinking there's some type of animal out there, you know, he grabs his rifle, goes running outside, and uh, um, you know, he's got a flashlight, and he ends up, um, he sees all his cattle just kind of hovering in this one area, and they're all kind of like around each other, and um, so he's, he's, you know, putting the flashlight out to see what he can see, and that's when he, um, you know, he believes he he saw, um, you know, an eight foot tall uh, black figure standing there, and uh, um, which he believes was a was a Sasquatch, and uh, uh, what was kind of intriguing about it too. There's a couple other ones in in the book, a couple other encounters, um, but he, he, you know, actually fired at it. He took a shot at it, um, and it didn't just like disappear. Like he saw it like turn and run. Um, so he went out. You know, obviously later in the day he wasn't going to go over there because it was still dark out. Um, went over and looked for footprints. He looked for blood, and you know, didn't find any blood anywhere. But you know, I, you know, to, to me, it's just like to think, you know, like a, a, a cattle rancher, you know, you know, being afraid on his own property. You know, I, I don't know if you've ever met a cattle rancher, but I've I've met a few of them. Those people aren't afraid of anything. Not you really, know, especially and, when they're holding a the gun. And, you know, what I'm saying exactly, yeah. exactly. So. It was, it, you know, it was really, you know, really chilling and, you know, terrifying that, you know, to, to hear it because but you sit there and you picture yourself out there, you know, and you might have a gun, but, you know, you put your flashlight up and then there's this huge figure standing about 50 feet from you. You know, I just, it, you know, it, as bad as I want to have that happen to me, I more don't want it to happen to me. I understand the feeling, Kenny. <laughs> I can't. I can't make up my mind, you know. And it's just like, so, so those those are two in there that uh, were really, really intriguing. And and, and I mean, they're all uh, again, they're they're all they all have their own their own chill to them in a special way, um, you know, because they're all the same yet they're all very, very different. Um, there are some road crossings um, that that are in the book. Um, there's, you know, a, a, again, you know, you know, people out, you know, swimming out, you know, people at a campground. Um, so there's just a variety, variety of um, different it's, encounters. It, and it sounds like there's enough uh, different encounters in different <laughs> scenarios to make nobody want to do anything outside. <laughs> ever especially at night i love it i love it oh, man. <laughs> and, and now wait the, now the name of the is the name of the book is american cryptids in pursuit of the elusive creatures yes correct is that yes yeah, okay american cryptids in pursuit of the elusive creatures yes so that i i you know i i strongly urge everybody this sounds like a great book to go get from amazon go to go to kenny's uh website and get it i mean this sounds like a great book it'd be great to especially 
to go state by state and 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 kind of because uh, I think that I'm sure there's lots of states that people are like, there's no way there's a Bigfoot sighting here. Yeah, but yeah. I think what you find out is they're everywhere, or at least they're passing oh. through everywhere enough uh, on their way to somewhere else that you're uh, great, you know, that you're going to see them. So when so when is the and I'm only going to say this and tease you because of our conversation last night. So when's the uh, Dogman book coming out? Um, I, <laughs> there will be no Dogman book, but I do talk. I do talk about Dogman in this book. Okay. Okay. So I do touch on Dogman. I touch on werewolves. I touch on vampires. Um, oh yeah. I mean, it's, it, the 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 book touches on everything and uh you know the, i'll tell you what one of the best things if you don't want to buy the book for any other reason purchase it because the introduction was written by ken gerhard and the forward was written by katie elizabeth so if that right off the bat doesn't make you buy the book I, then there's no reason to buy the book at all yeah. so. well the subject matter alone has got me i mean that sounds like that's a must-have right there well i i was gonna say if anybody that that calls himself the crypto punk does not do something on werewolves and vampires, then you're not really that much of a punk. I mean, come on, nothing's more punk. I agree. Than than those than those things. Holy yeah. smokes! I love it. Now, you know, it's funny. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, it, it's, um, uh, you know, when, when you think of like, you know, different different monsters and stuff, uh, you know, I was in. The, I'm just bringing this up in regards to like a band. Like I was thinking about like starting a band here in uh, uh, the Albany area, so the the Tri City, the Tri City area. Calling us the uh, and it, it, it'd be a punk ska band because I love ska, um, but uh, calling it the Tri City Frankenstein's. How cool would that be? <laughs> that would be great. That's, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Yes, punk ska. That would be that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. I just bought I just bought a drum set and uh, I'm I've been learning the drums. I'm a I'm a uh, guitar player, bass player, um, and uh, so, but I've been wanting to to learn the drums. So I actually bought a drum set about a month ago. I mean, I've played them off and on, but um, now it's just like every day I have like thirty minutes behind it. You know, I just just slam away at it. So I don't know. Maybe in a couple of years, the Tri City Frankenstein's might uh might have actually happen. Who knows? And get, and get and maybe if you get into your like little jazz phase, get Sasquatch. Yeah, Sasquatch. Oh, I love it! I love it. Well, Kenny, it's been awesome to have you on and, and just and just talk a little uh, talk a little Bigfoot and other cryptids. Uh, yes, it give was. Every, it was fantastic. Get, just run through the gamut here. Tell everybody how they can find your. Find your book, find you, how they can follow you, where you're going to be if they want to come out and, and see you speak, and if you're going to be, uh, you know, any other shows. Uh, uh, did I see that you might be uh, on an upcoming TV show, too? Yeah, no, uh, it's, it's been filmed. It's it's done. Um, it's just a, a matter of uh, um, the actual air date, so um, the producers are, are working on that. And, um, you know, as soon as I know that, I'll definitely let people know. So they can, uh, you know, see me, see me on that. And, uh, but as far as, you know, getting in contact with me, um, and, you know, purchasing the book, I, I, you know, Amazon's always the quickest, fastest way to, to get a book and go on there. And, uh, 
um, purchase American cryptids in pursuit of the elusive creatures. And you can go on there and uh, purchase Stanley Riker and the Bigfoot Runaround. You just got to, you know, in the search bar, just type in Kenny W. Irish and both books will pop up. Um, uh, to uh, find out, um, you know, events and upcoming events, you can follow me on Facebook. Um, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can go to my website, which is thecryptopunkologist.com or www.kwirish.com. Um, you can go on there and find out, you know, different, you know, different events I'm going to be at. Uh, as of right now, um, you know, for events, you know, if you, you want to meet, which I, I, I love meeting people. Um, uh, in May, I'm going to be in uh, Tennessee at the uh, Smoky Mountain Bigfoot Festival. That's May 22nd. Um, and then August 7th, I'm going to be in Port Henry, New York at the Lake Champlain Monster Festival, which is uh, dedicated to Champ, which I'm, I'm excited about. September 28th, I'm going to be in Whitehall, New York at the Sasquatch Festival. Um, let me see, October, I believe it's the 15th, 16th, I'm going to be at, in Fort Wayne, Indiana at uh, the DeadCon. Uh, dead convention uh and then this one was just added it, it hasn't been announced yet but um you know i can throw this out there um it is november oh crap i don't remember the date november 16th or 16th and 17th i think it is and uh lexington uh, kentucky i'm going to be a speaker at the um crypticon so i'm pretty excited about that and there's other other events that are uh we're working on right now that uh I plan on being at, but as of right now, those are the ones that are definitely in the books, those are happening, and uh, yeah, I mean, if you're, you guys are going out to any of those, definitely look for me, and uh, I definitely want to want to meet as many people as possible. You know, Jason, mm-hmm. Kenny's got a, Kenny's got a better agent than us too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's about time. I think we better get somebody that's uh, not on the corporal plane, and uh, we need to, uh, you know, get a real person to actually arrange some things for us. <laughs> you guys, you guys realize I'm my own agent now, right? <laughs> hey, you don't. You, I was. You don't need to tell anybody that. They can make you know. Let them think you're big time. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing was is I, I, you know, I fired the company that was representing me. So, you know, it, it, it is, it is, it is what it is. So, yep. um, plus, you know, again, when I played bands, you know, back back in the day, I mean, I, I, I used to, you know, book ourselves, and you know, I know how to negotiate and know how to do this and do that. Like, I was booking bands for uh, Metal Blade Records for a little while. So, um, you know, that's one of the biggest um, metal labels in the world. So, you know, I, I mean, right now I'm looking. You know, I am the process of looking for representation um just because you know I, I i run a business during the day so it's it gets real busy you know trying to you know book events and negotiate and do different things so so oh, i'm yeah. the market for um for for a uh, you know an agent a new agent so um if anybody's listening you know reach out to me and we can we can there talk, you go Yep. There you go. But you got to you, you got to you got to make things happen, though, man. That's just you know, if I'm if I'm making it happen on my own, you you got you got to be able to do better than me. So hey, li- hey, listen. All I'm saying is is that uh, as the uh, conduit to this uh, potential uh, deal here, we only we're going to get five percent of whatever. I'm just saying. That's my <laughs> see see how I'm doing. See how I'm negotiating that, Jason. If yeah. we hook Kenny up hey. with one of our listeners, 
We get 5%. There you go. <laughs> hey, I like it. I like it. Hey, I'm, I'm a businessman. I, I'll, I'll make things happen. I'll, yep. Hey, if, if I got to pay, I'll pay. We'll pay. We'll make it happen. Yep. Uh, well, Kenny, I'm sure that um, after, after somebody hears this, you're not going to have any problem finding some representation because, yep. I mean, who wouldn't want to go see you, see you and listen to you speak? I mean, uh, this would be fantastic. To, yes, to, absolutely. Uh, get to go see you. My over, wife uh, won't come out and see me. My wife won't come out and see me and hear me. She doesn't <laughs> like it when I talk. <laughs> well, she's got to hear well, that, you all the time. That's why. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? She doesn't listen to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Kenny, thank you so much. And uh, hey, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll see you out there on the road. I uh, hope so. so. Some of those places aren't too far away, you know. So yeah. I'm kind of thinking that Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky. That sounds like that'll be a really good show. Fort Wayne's like two hours away. What are you talking about? There too. Hey, yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Yep. All right. Well, well, with that, everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, go check out Kenny's book or books. Go check them all out. Yes, but especially the American cryptids in pursuit of the uh, elusive creatures. I think there's uh, something in there for everybody. So, thanks a lot. Appreciate having you on, Kenny. Awesome. Hey, you know it's it was a pleasure. Let's do it again. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time. Never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>